Good morning. Hi. Um, so, <laughs> welcome to my broadcast. Um, I'll wait just a little while, wait for some people to come on live, and then uh, we'll go ahead and get started. This is a, a new platform for me, and I kind of just wanted to um, take what I'm doing to the next level. Um, I hope you guys can hear me okay. If you can't hear me, let me know. Um, like I said, we're just going to wait for a couple of people to go live, to come on, and then uh, we'll move forward. Um, I hope you like the platform. Hope you share the platform. Um, it's kind of nerve-wracking for me. <laughs> so I guess Scott Ridge, he uh, called in sick today. He was ill. And so because he was ill, um, I have to do the show myself. So, um, you know, the show must go on. And hey, Paul, uh, thank you. Um, so here's what we do. So if you notice the platform, it's kind of, you know, little spoof little special now uh i'll be able to show your comments so that everybody can see while we're talking and then this way when it's on my um blog later you'll be able to review it and you'll see who said something so if you don't want your comment posted make sure that you tell me because uh otherwise it will be definitely on black abyss later okay so let's get to the show um here we go so the show, the show, the show is going to be about, uh, here's how the show came about. So I'm now, I have blackabyss.com. I have over 30,000 clicks on there. Um, and then now I'm also on uh, Elevate Nevada magazine on their digital magazine. So I decided that I wanted to do another platform where I can answer more questions and be a little more accessible because I know I have a tendency to um, not like I'm also playing with a new platform. So you guys are like watching me all at the same time. <laughs> um, so basically what you can expect is a bohemian average mindset, peace and all things beautiful and unapologetic thought about love, relationship, business and, and of course, marijuana. So I wanted to open a space where you guys could dialogue with me if you have any questions, because um, I know that I'm not always accessible. So this is going to be a platform for you to engage with me. And then I'm going to have a lot of guests. Um, as a matter of fact, I have so many guests. I'm already booked through November and I'm booking for December. So we're going to have some fun conversation and we're going to meet a lot of people. We're going to go into cultivations, meet growers, meet producers, um, talk to some um some politicians. We're going to have a really good time. And actually, the show next week is going to be Corrupt's wife, Gigi, uh, which is Gail Gotti. So she's my guest for next week. So that's going to be a cool show. You want to make sure that you tune in for that and, and let everybody know. So basically, what you can expect from me is me. And if you don't know me, this is kind of who I am. I'm a bohemian Afro-ristic mindset. So basically, I have my own thoughts, my own flow, the way I feel. Um, I'm not afraid to express that. I'm not afraid to be that. And I'm not afraid to be uncomfortable. I'm, I'm all about peace, love and um, happiness. I'm all about joy and 
do those things. I love that. I'm unapologetic, which kind of separates me from people, but it just is what it is. And I'm all about love, relationship, business, and marijuana. So that's what you can expect. Um, if you have some topics that you'd like for me to cover, please feel free to let me know. And then we'll, I'll put them on the agenda and at least try to get guests that will fit in that area. It won't always be about marijuana. Um, sometimes we're just going to get on here and talk business. But I wanted this to be my premiere. I wanted today to um, show my new platform, show where I'm going. I put on makeup. I'm like gonna. I'm really doing this, and this is where we're headed. So I appreciate you guys um, being with me and you know supporting me. Share this, share this, share this. I rarely ask people to share the stuff that I'm doing, um, just because I never want to inf um, influence people to be on my team. However, in order for me to be successful and to go to that next elevation, I need for you guys to support and to share. So please do that. Uh, good morning, Regina. All right. So my fascination with Cardi B, I have such a fascination with her. It's kind of funny, actually. Um, I'm going to put that up here as I'm running this platform. Yes. Thank you for like bearing with me because I don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, all right. So my fascination with Cardi B is kind of funny because I think that. If you have any questions, you can uh, type them right now. So here's the thing. This woman is who she is. Like straight up and down. I have listened to every broadcast, every um, every podcast, every and everything that she's doing. She's her. Like you can't do nothing but respect that. That is so powerful. And like even when she talks, she's like, I have so much to say, but I can't even say it because who I am now um, puts me in a space where I can't. However. When she gets the opportunity, she does. She'll talk. Like she'll say. So one of the. Uh, it's Pat Spearman. Oh. Hold on a second. Hey, Pat. I'm good. I'm actually live now. <laughs> um, did you want to come on? Okay. That's okay. We'll go ahead and book you like another time and we'll discuss it. Oh, okay. I'm going to put you on speakerphone. How about that? All right. So I have Senator Pat Spearman. And uh, good morning. Good morning. I appreciate you. Logging on real quick. That is just thank you very much. So, so what I was actually um, just kind of really quick. Can you tell me what do you think personally about consumption lounges? If you're able to talk talk to that. About I'm sorry, con consumption lounges. Yes. Okay. Um, I I mean I I think I think that they're I think that they're necessary. 
um, you know, one of the things that, that has happened um, as we, you know, evolve in our understanding of uh, the cannabis plant, and, and let me just say this, I have never used marijuana in any form, in any shape, anyway, period. Uh, never done it, never had a desire. Um, so this is not, I mean, you know, people always say, well, you just, you're just doing it so you can, you know, have free access. No, I'm doing it because I think it's the right thing to do. Number one, um, you know, the way the law is written right now, uh, you can only consume it in your, uh, your own home. Right. And for, uh, people who are, uh, living in, uh, public housing, uh, that eliminates them. Now that's important because uh, one of the, one of the reasons that I'm a strong advocate for uh, cannabis, especially as an alternative uh, to uh, chemical um, medicines, is because it's not addictive. Right. And we know that it's a natural plant, and we know that it works. And so, uh, for people who have, uh, for example, glaucoma, uh, cannabis has been has been prescribed for people who are um, uh, diabetic, uh, people who are battling uh, cancer. Uh, I have a, a very good friend of mine in uh, California who uh, two years ago was diagnosed with uh, stage three colon cancer. And he just celebrated his uh, birthday uh, two weeks ago. Wow. Two years two years after. And, and he was on, he was on some, uh, some chemo but not as much as he thought he would be. But for him, the, the cannabis helped to take away the nausea and, and helped to uh, help him with the appetite, with his appetite. Uh, there, there are people that I've spoken to uh, who are um, suffering from PTSD, uh, veterans especially, uh, suffering from PTSD, and they they're not interested in going on an antidepressant and anti-anxiety um, pill or whatever. And they, you know, so cannabis is a, is a good alternative. So, so if you talk about consumption lounges, okay, until the federal law changes, right. we have to make sure that, that everything is equal for everyone. People who, people who live in, in, in public housing and people who live in public housing. I mean, the house is already paid for. Um, and, and I think that's the only way that we can answer your question. Absolutely. You answered my question. And I'm going to go over it more. I just, I appreciate you calling in. Um, and then you and I will talk and we'll get you scheduled. Because I know you got some stuff going on and I don't want to. Okay. All right. Okay. Let me, let me just say this. Um, uh, Dana Titus at the federal level is really trying to get these laws changed. Uh, because once we get the law changed and once we get it off of, um, uh, schedule one, then, you know, these types of issues won't be issues. Uh, so I would encourage all of your listeners, uh, to at least contact your, uh, congressional representative, uh, your senator and, and tell them that, you know, it's, it's, it's really time to move beyond, uh, the 1950s notion of what cannabis is and isn't. Because if you stop and you look back in history, uh, early in the 19th century, they, you know, we didn't have a problem with it. Absolutely. I'm just saying. <laughs> they legalized, they, 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 so that's where that. Thank you. I'll call you later.
Okay, now, you, you, good luck, everybody. All right. She says good luck to you guys. All right, bye-bye. Appreciate that is less love there, but I can see that I'm frozen. But as we move on, you'll we'll have those opportunities, and I'll actually book her for the show so we can have a um, conversation with her. Good morning, Kenneth. Um, Amy, I saw your comment, and I'll, I'll talk to you later about that. So I appreciate you guys logging in. Um, we're going to go. I, I have like some agenda items and the stay on target. I hate talking to myself. So if you're out there, please ask me questions and um, get engaged so that I'm not talking to myself because I will be logging off soon. I, I'm just not um, comfortable doing that part. So my next topic is needy but not needy. Needy but not lonely. And I want to kind of say this like this is a conversation about all things, love, relationship, business, and marijuana. So I'm going to have conversations about the things that I feel is dope, which is why I call a show, Yo, That's Dope. So these are the things that I consider dope. So needy but not lonely just means that um, I'm at home right now. People are actually talking to me while I am talking to you guys. Okay, so... I am having um, empty nest syndrome, and empty nest syndrome is kind of weird because my son isn't here, but yet I'm still, like, doing all the things that mommies do, and so I still feel like I have to run home and be here for my son, but in the same token, I want to go out, and I want to kick it, and I want to have fun, so what I've done is absolutely nothing, <laughs> so I've done nothing in between. Um and I'm seeing the guy, and we've been seeing each other for a while now. And um, I really him engage with and communicate with me, and he's a great conversationalist. And I don't want to go nowhere, and I don't want to do nothing. So it's kind of like a catch-22. Like, on one part, uh, I want him to engage me, and on the other part, I don't want to engage outside <laughs> because I still feel like, uh, for some reason, like I can't shake that. I have to be available for my child kind of thing. So I'm, but yet I'm texting and I'm like, come see me, come visit me, come hang out with me. But then I don't want to do nothing. So I don't like, that's a really weird thing for me. Um, and I guess like that's in this, I'm dating like a really great guy. I'm really blessed and he's driven and um, a little more driven than I am actually, but I'm just really, I'm, really happy to say doesn't put me in a space where it's necessary to uh, leave my house. So anybody have any answers for that, uh, feel free to comment and I will post a comment and we can dialogue about that. So the next thing I want to talk about is creating your own platform. And I'm really just running through my um, agenda just so that because this is my premiere and I've come to terms with if I have to do this show alone, I'm not going to miss my dates. So if you guys would engage, that would be great. But with a guest or not, I'm not going to miss my timeline. I'm going to be consistent and consistency is what builds success. And this is I know that this is what it takes. And I used to do podcasts. Um, as a matter of fact, you can Google me. I always say that, but I say that because it's true. I'm already on iTunes. So 
Um, all of these will be downloaded on audio so that they'll be on iTunes, but they're already on YouTube. They're already on my website. Um, so you can go to blackabyss.com and look at past shows. You can Google, yo, that's dope, and you'll see it on YouTube. So I'm going to be consistent. And the reason why I want to do this is because there's a space where um, we have to get out of our own minds and create value to the people because that service is who we are and it's what we're supposed to do. And what I've decided is, although I'm not narcissistic in any ways, which is why I'm really having a problem doing this show live like this, I still understand the importance of pouring out what I have here. It's, it has no value to anyone if it's just here. The more I export, the more I can import and the more uh, value I become. So this show really is about offering an opportunity to, um, good morning, Sheridan, offering an opportunity for you to dialogue with me and to pull out of me what I'm holding back. So don't be afraid to ask me questions. If I'm if I don't want to answer it, I just won't answer it. Right. But it's very rare that I'm afraid to answer anything because I really am not afraid of too much of anything. So if there's something you want to ask me that may be off topic or you want to throw me off, feel free to engage with me because this is the space to do it. Because if you see me on the street or whatever and you try to engage me, I'm most likely going to blow you off. It's not about you. It's just I'm really protective of my space. And so what I do is just kind of quickly walk away. And oftentimes I show up places and then I leave and I have to explain to people that I have really bad social anxieties. Like I know people see me and I'm all like in the moment, I'm like, ah, blah, blah. but that is my protective space. It's how I get over. So I, I over. I'm over exuberant because it's my uh, it's the way I protect the issues that I have. So if you see me and you see me like running away, that's why it's not you. It's me. I have social anxieties. They're real. I explain that to people, but I don't think because people um, they see me in that space. They don't really understand, like, um, why am I like that? I'm not being standoffish. I just really. I'm weird like that. That's one of my quirks. One of my quirks is I'm not comfortable um, around strange people. I'm not comfortable in in close spaces with a lot of people. It makes me very uncomfortable. Actually, and oftentimes I get panic attacks really fast. Um, so that's why I smoke marijuana, actually. This is why if you see me all the time, I have a pin around my neck. And that's why when I say that, I know people are like, what? But it's actually hereditary. Um, actually, my uncle... He passed last year, but my uncle had it really bad to the point where he couldn't go into Walmart. Like he couldn't handle interacting in Walmart because his social anxieties would make him crazy. He would send the kids into the store. So it's hereditary. And I'm hoping I don't ever get that bad. But I, I can I manage myself with talking to my um, being aware of where I'm at uh, in that moment and and trying to make sure that I come out of it. So. This platform um, is all about being able to come out of that. And I'm all about creating your own platform, which just means if there's something you want to do, and, and my cousin Sheridan knows about this, if there's something you want to do, I'll basically tell you, just do it. Like, do you have nothing to lose? You only have one life to live, which also was one of my favorite soap operas. 
But if you want to do something, do it. Don't let any don't wait for people to support you. Don't wait for people to have your back. Get off your ass and do it yourself. Be about your business. Right. Because when you are celebrating when you're doing yourself, you're doing things for yourself. You're celebrating life every time you make a commitment and you come out of fear and you do those things and you stand on those platforms. What you've told yourself is, I'm not afraid to live. It makes no sense to live life and not actually live the life you're living. So create your own platform. That's what this is for me. This is creating a platform, creating my own space. I see that I'm freezing off and on, but it'll catch up with me. This is all about me creating my own space. Um, and so I think that's important. This is me living my own life. And I feel free. I feel freer than I've ever felt. Uh, and by any means, if you have, if you want to have a conversation with me and you want to, please engage with me. The five people that are watching, <laughs> please engage with me so that I'm not talking to myself. Um, and share, share this, share it, please, um, so that people are ready for the next show, which is next week. I have um, Gigi coming on the show, which is Gail Gotti, it's Corrupt's wife, and we'll be talking about. Um, her new industry and her new business. So stay tuned for that. This, so recently I have drawn a line in the sand. And I say that because I did that openly, but I also did that in my mind. I drew a line in the sand. And, and oftentimes we're comfortable being on the fence with things. And that's okay. But I am under the impression if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And I've chosen to stand for this. It's important for me to take a stand and actually follow through. That has value to me. And I believe when you know where a person stands, it has more value to um, the community because they know how to interact with you and they know where to place you at. Um, so that you're talking to the spaces that you need to be talking to and that you're being invited to those places that um, are important. Good morning, Sakura. Um, So I know it's early. 830 is early for everybody for me to be going live. But guess what? I'm going to be going live at 830 in the morning. <laughs> and the reason why I'm going live at 830 in the morning is because I think these this is the important hour, the hour that. When you're first getting things started, this is the time that I want to get to your mind and get you thinking. So this hour is why I chose it, I, that I was one of the first things that was going on in the morning. Um, but what I was talking about is basically drawing lines in the sand. And when I say that, I, that just means you're either for cannabis or against, as far as I'm concerned. Having nothing to do with anything else, you're either for cannabis or you're against. OK, and if you're against, then, yes, I'm in a space where I'm tr I'm asking you why. And then I want you to consider the people who are for and why. So, yes, I've drawn a line in the sand. I'm not asking you to consume. That's not what I'm asking you. Like Senator Spearman just said, she has never consumed in her life. But that doesn't mean she doesn't understand the people who need it, because we're in a space where if you're against something, you're perpetuating the people who are pushing the movements to be against. 
because when they're having conversation, you're conversing with them, you're engaging and it gives them more power and it fuels their purpose. So what I've decided is I'm for, right? I'm for decriminalization. I'm for medicinal use. I'm for people coming off of opiates and meth addictions, which to right now that is like so huge in America. Obviously, Donald Trump had a conversation with that, even though we most of the people don't like Donald Trump. That has nothing to do with anything. If the president of the United States whom has not put anything in legislature, has came out and said that opiate addictions is a problem in America. It's a problem. Okay? And here we are in a space where the people who are on opiates and meths are the people who have access to the pills. And you probably in your mind are thinking it's white America, but it's not. It is 40 percent African-American women between the ages of 35 and 65. Yes, because when they put the numbers together and they group women, they don't separate black women and white women. They say women. And that's us. And to be specific, that's me. And the reason why those things are happening is because Western medicine is prescribing me medication for the ailments that I have. And then what I'm doing in return is being addicted to them. For example, I was on antidepressants and I was on antidepressants for about eight years and I stopped taking them. Um, I was in a ministry that was really dominant in um, power over mind, which is actually uh, my cousin's church, Anthony Harris. And as I was in that ministry, I stopped taking my antidepressants because I believed in the dominion over my life. I still believe in dominion over my life. I still believe I'm a dominionaire. And I learned that from being in um, Pastor Harris's church. And what Pastor Harris taught us is that we have power here and having power here. It puts you in position to control everything else. Right. But you have to be conscious of those things. You have to be um, mindful of what you're doing and how and where you're going. And so what I did is I put into practice that um, dominion mindset and exercise and eating right. And those things really started having a change in uh, where I was headed. And as that progressed and I got into this, took it a step further, because even through that, I was still having manic attacks because I'm bipolar type two. And so that means I have manic, manic mania. And so I would have mania, manic attacks, which is like panic attacks. Sometimes it feels like a heart attack. And so um, right now I don't have those. Whenever I feel them coming, I just smoke and then they're relieved and then I move on in that instant. Actually, it's kind of funny because I don't have to take drugs all the time. I can smoke in that instant and then directly after I'm fine. I'm up to support you at 830. It's not too early. Cannabis is addictive. I'm not sure if I'm for cannabis or not, more towards not because the addiction to smoking cannabis. Once you start, you can't stop. So, Sharmitra, I'm glad you said that, because what I'd like to tell you is I, I love to have that conversation. And the reason why I like to have that conversation is because most of the time when people tell me that it's because they're using um, blunt rappers. The people who have had experience with that are using blunt wrappers. And the unfortunate part about that is that comment is actually true. It's not the cannabis that is an actual um, habit forming method. 
it's the wrappers that they're using. The wrappers that they're using have nicotine. And if people are consistently using those wrappers, it builds an addiction to the nicotine. But the person who is using it doesn't know the difference. So I can respect what you're saying because um, there's some truth to that conversation. But so I will tell you this, Sharmitra, the people that I know that smoke marijuana and never use um, blunt papers have just completely quit smoking for like months and years, not with any withdrawals, any missing it. Cause I have um, gentlemen that I work with. I have a young man that I've worked with. He's been smoking since he was 13. And last year on January, he just came in and was like, quit. Right. And then he quit. We were all like, what? And literally from that point, we're going to join the service. So from that point to this point, he hasn't smoked um, right now. Last week, uh, he started a, a CBD regimen. And the reason why he started a CBD regimen, which I'll, I've explained, but I'll go over another time. Um, he started a CBD regimen because he had some anxiety. So um, you, I, there's some, like I said, there's some truth to what you're saying, but I wanted to make sure that I had, I talked to that space, um, and you're right, people who get addicted to cannabis aren't really addicted to cannabis, but in their mind, they don't know the difference, but you, as as you guys are watching this, you can start telling people, stop using the blunt wrappers, like, when I have patients come in and they smoke blunts, I turn them on to hemp wraps or um, clear wraps, and the reason why I do that is because I'm trying to change habits, just like I've had to change habits, being in this industry, I've had to change habits because I didn't want to be in a space where I was um, having conversations and suggesting people, suggesting things to people and not walking the walk. So I don't eat the, I only eat fish now. Um, that's my protein of choice. I don't eat pork, chicken, beef. I don't eat any of those things because uh, I feel like they have a lot of, um, they're using a lot of additives to make those animals fat and plump. And so I'm not really interested in that. And Uh, also, in like all the way against milk products, and it's very hard because I love cheese and I love milk and I love those things. However, um, milk products put mucus in your body, and if you're already fighting um, lifetime illnesses, it doesn't make any sense to put things in your body that's not helping you fight those things right so when we're deciding to help people we have i feel it's important to walk the walk not just talk the talk and one of the other things is obviously you see i've locked my hair and the reason why i've locked my hair is because i think that it's important to um be natural and love yourselves and and if i'm telling someone to be um, in charge of their own treatment i also want to tell them to love themselves and part of doing that loving yourself is being exactly who you are, right? So 
that's one of the reasons why I locked my hair. But of course, I had to go and color it because I'm all the way to the left. But needless to say, <laughs> um, so I, I hope that that information um, was important. And again, please feel free to comment because I don't want to be talking to myself. But again, I just want to kind of cover opiate and meth addiction and marijuana. So opiates and meth um, are not just drugs that hurt families, but they hurt your insides. So what happens when you smoke, when you are taking these pills or you're smoking meth is it's um, deteriorating your organs on the inside. And that's a scary thing for me when I have conversations with people and they're on back back pain pills, which, by the way, I have a great clip um, on my Facebook. It'll be on Black Abyss tomorrow. But I have a great clip on Facebook where I have a patient that was in the dispensary. She's been one of our patients for two years. When she came to us, she was taking eight pills to stay healthy, eight pills for pain. And now she is only taking one. And that's a true testimony. Um, and now she substitutes it from marijuana. And you would think like it's a lot of marijuana, but it's not. That's the funny thing about it. Marijuana comes in so many different forms now that it's not even intrusive in your life. As China said, you don't have to smoke it. You can have oils. You can have edibles. There are tinctures. There are um, there's so many different serums. I like to call them serums. Because I like people to think I'm creating potions. So I, there are so many serums. For treatments, um, I suggest so many different variations of serums for treatments that people are always amazed when they leave because they expect to leave with all of this weed, like all of this flower, because that's an idea uh, that's in your mind, because that's what the media has portrayed. So they come and then they they're always talking about edibles. I don't personally um, I don't personally have a space where I will suggest edibles just simply because it has a lot of sugar. So if, if, you, if I'm um, suggesting a treatment, I'm not going to suggest an edible anyway because it has a lot of sugar. So why am I going to suggest something for you that's going to hurt your body even more? So what I typically will suggest is something that I know that you can take edibly that doesn't have a lot of sugar that will still give your body the things that it needs. And studies have proven that you have to actually um, take cannabis in all forms to be successful at it. So um, you want to be able to, if you can't smoke it, you want to uh, vape it, which we, they have some really, do I have my vapes here? Oh, my gosh. They have some really, really great vapes. I'm going to show you because I just have it, like, right here. <laughs> so I'm going to show you some of the stuff, like, just one piece, one of my favorite things that they have that is so non-intrusive to the point where you, when I have conversation, they're like, people, I have um, OCPD patients, which just, it means, OCPD has a lot to do with their lungs and they need to smoke, um, but they can't smoke. It's like a catch 22. But the reason why they need to smoke is because they need that immediate relief so that they can um, breathe or eat or whatever it is that they need to do. But they can't smoke. So what we do is we have vape pens. But now the vape pens are so non-intrusive in your life till people are like, oh, my God, like I did not know that cannabis has gone this far. So I'm going to show you a pen. I am like a complete advocate of the G family, which is Green Coast Science. I love those guys, which is funny because it's really just two guys, two Asian guys. And um, I've met them and we've had like so many communications and I love their products. And so 
I'd like to call them a sponsor, but actually one of their distributors is my sponsor, Greenlane. And so Greenlane sends me a lot of products. So I'm going to show you one of their products that um, we now sell in my store. And it's super, super cool and it's so non-intrusive. And yes, I, I and you can see it all. You see that? And so just so that, like, if I put it in my palm of my hand, you can see. Uh, let me do it this way. That's what it looks like. But it's like an oven. It's like a confectional oven. Well, let me do it this way. It's probably dead. Oh, nope. See? And you see that? It just go, climbs up. And then that's how it heats. And that's how you know that it's heating. And then what happens is. Uh, wow. So you put the weed, look, I'm going to show you real quick, and you put the weed in there. And then when you, I would smoke it, but there's no weed in there, and I don't really want to go through all of that. Oh, there is weed in there. <laughs> but I don't think it's charged, so the next time. But anyway, you put that, um, you heat it, and then when it heats, you just hit it like this, and the vape comes out. So it's all vape. No, it doesn't burn the weed. It's like a convectional oven. It just cooks the weed. So you're not getting that, um, what's called D9. So you're not getting that Delta 9. And that's what, uh, that's kind of cool. So, um, cannabis is so non-intrusive now. When I have conversations with people, I'm explaining more about the different ways that they could take it versus, actually taking it and so when I have people who um, are in a space where they are I mean I love to have them saying well without them but saying here's the things that you can do that can change your life all right so if you guys have any questions any comments I'm gonna pop you right up on here and we're just gonna flow through it so for me right now I'm all about the uh, – I'm also working a new platform. I'm all about using marijuana to get off opiate and meth. So if you know someone who isn't um, – I don't want to call them addicts. i got to find another word, and I don't want to call them abusers because in their mind it's not. But if you know someone who is harming their body um, – if you know someone who is harming their body, you want to have them come to the store. This isn't a commercial. Uh, I try not to do that, but obviously this is my life's work right now. <laughs> but have them come to the store. Have them just talk to a consultant. Just kind of overview. Don't make it an issue. Don't make – go down there and talk to someone. And I think when people get to the stores and they see how – well, my store is really, really quaint. It's such a beautiful store. Um, so if 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 just gonna send them to Nevada Wellness Center. I'm trying not to do that, but send them to Nevada Wellness Center. Come talk to a consultant there, and they'll kind of walk them through what is available and how it works. And my team is so great at um, being mindful of people that need treatment. I love them for that. And so it doesn't have to be me, but if you want me, just let them know, and they'll come get me. But any one of the consultants there have been trained to be able to have conversations 
about what might be the best form of treatment. So they're just suggesting, they're not um, giving you, they're not prescribing anything. They're going to walk you through some suggestive ideas of treatment and they're not going to guarantee anything either. They're just going to walk through some suggestive treatments and things that we know that have worked for other people in our store because we call those in-house case studies. And my team is, I demand that they know the highest level of information. And the reason why I demand that from them is because I demand it from me, who in the industry give me information. They email me information because they want to make sure that we stay at that standard. And that's appreciative. You can get the oven at any, um, actually, you can get it on Greencoat at thegpen.com. You can get it there. Greenco Science sells it online. And I'm sure some of the um, smoke shops sell it. And then also my sponsor is Green Lane. Greenlane.com sells it. Um, thank you, cousin. Sharmita is my cousin, and I just appreciate her uh, supporting me. Okay. So the creme de la crop, uh consumption lounge in Nevada. So I was going to talk about this with Scott. And um, and I just really hope that he gets well soon. Um, I know that he was ill and I know the flu is going around. So I really appreciate him giving me a notice. Um, and I look forward to booking him again because he's just a wealth of information. And plus, he's funny. And I really just adore him just as a man. He's just really I adore him. Um, and he's helped me a lot. And he, you know, he supports me. And that's you can anytime someone supports you, you don't take that for granted. And I don't. But consumption lounges. Okay. Hey, this right here, <laughs> I spent all night looking this stuff. This is a real deal. And Senator Spear, again, for calling in and kind of talking to this space. But I want to kind of explain what the dilemma is in Nevada. Um, we have a regulations issue, right? So here's what's funny. <laughs> So this was proposed in legislature, consumption lounges, and uh, for some reason it didn't pass or information was linked in with another bill, but that blurb did not pass in legislature. But legislature wasn't written to be against consumption lounges. Isn't that funny? So you know how the law can be interpreted and it's funny when you're um, when you really have to deal with regulations and codes and you have to actually learn them and read them. You really understand what how important interpreting regulations are like before I did this. Um, my mentor, Frank, he would always say those in the details. Right? And I read and read and triple read everything, mostly because I can write. So my competitive nature with like overstudy just so that he wouldn't be right about everything. And so now I'm in a space where I'm like, um, I don't want people interpreting something to me that I can interpret as well. So now I read and reread and read and reread just because when someone questions me on something, when the state or the county questions me on something, they expect us to know the information just as well as they know the information. And they're open to having dialogue. I want to be educated enough to dialogue in that space with them. 
right? So that's how the consumption lounges got to the jurisdictional level. So in legislature, there was no outline for whether or not consumption lounges were a go or not. That um, actual legislature did not pass. But because the regulations and the codes aren't written against it, it means that there's still a possibility for consumption lounges to be available in Nevada, which takes it down to the jurisdictional level, which so the jurisdictions, um, which just means like the city, the county, Henderson, North Las Vegas, they all have their own jurisdiction. So now the jurisdictions have the responsibility of making regulations um, for consumption, consumption lounges. That I so for me, I'm, I'm not a city council and I'm not a commissioner. Um, I don't sit on one board and I'm an However, I can't even the stress that these politicians are feeling and trying to put together in codes that's going to appease all of the MMEs. It's just a crazy place to be in. So you want to, in one aspect, we need um, a median is in having wreck weed but not having a place for them to consume. And that is just utterly ridiculous, okay? I get that. That's in a sense, you know, the casinos, um, I love where Dean Titus brought this up. One of the things that Dean um, Titus put is approved, and we can't expect any those because the casinos are federally regulated. They're regulated through gaming, right, and alcohol. Um, so we don't want I think it's unfair for us to ask them to solve that problem. That's not their issue. It really does become a jurisdiction and a state issue, and they should have solved this problem before they regulated recreational marijuana because the code says that you have to smoke in the privacy in your own home. But what does that say to the person that's coming into Nevada? What does that say to our true industry, right, which is – our um, visitors. I don't know. So how I feel about consumption lounges is in Colorado, um, there are very few. So don't think that like this is an okay anywhere. It's an okay in Amsterdam. They got that down. But in Amsterdam, marijuana is a way of life, right? So for Nevada, marijuana is not even a way of life. We haven't really... Um, we're still in emergency regulations. We're not in full regulations since we've been live since July for recreational marijuana just to have all the answers right away. But what I do expect is some kind of scenario that makes sense. Um, I think it's a visitation. Um, with having so many visitors and that being our industry, I think that's negligent, but it ain't the answer. Uh, I know that, <laughs> here's the other thing. Consumption lounges aren't really, um, they don't they don't have any economic, they're not, not economically sound, and that's another thing that's, however, um, there has to be an answer. And if you're asking me professionally, 
I think that the dispensaries should have consumption lounge spaces that are, you know, have the space allotment. They should have a place. But then in the same token, they should have to provide transportation because now we're in two different um, issues, right? So we're not just having a conversation where I'm um, saying, oh, yeah, they should have consumption lounge that people should be able to smoke here recreationally. I'm also saying that if that is the case, then that dispensary also has some responsibility to get that person to and from where um, they need to go. And that's kind of how I feel, because I know that people are uh, if people are driving under the influence, that becomes um, the buildings scenario uh, because that influence long lasting. So it says the state is irresponsible and not having consumption lounges is negligent. It allows police and security to racially profile. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> Asia, that is a great point. I speak to that space every single time and I speak to it because of the 4th of July. So it's funny that you said that um, I sat on a platform with normal and I kind of talked to this and I have to talk to this all the time because I'm an African-American in this industry. And as an African-American in this industry, I have to speak as an African-American first. And it's not about race. It's just that I wake up black every day. And so that issue of that issue makes me nervous in my own damn car. Right. Because I don't smoke under the influence, but because the um, if I am tested. So if I smoke. Uh, let's say three hours before, right? And then I get in my car and drive. I don't, I'm not smoking under the influence, but being tested may say that I am. And I have that say I work in the industry. So that is a nervous thing. I'm not too concerned because I've had the utmost of federal background checks because I was a key um, employee at where I work. And so they took me through the six month FBI back check, so, um, background check. So I'm not tripping off of that. So when they do pull me over, they, they can see all of that. However, you're absolutely right. I believe that negligent. And I believe that as an African American, we're already over policed, right? The criminalization is great. And I wanted foundation for um, Las Vegas. I knew that that was the right thing for my community to legalize marijuana for my community made sense for me because it what it meant was there was a space that my sisters and brothers, aunties and uncles wouldn't be going to jail for smoking weed. Right. They wouldn't be taken away from their kids for smoking weed. That mattered to me. And because especially as a minority, a lot of us are self-medicating, even though like people don't like consider themselves self-medicating. But when I'm in the store, I'm in and they're, I'm conversing with them about what's going on. They're telling me, oh, I smoke because I, I get rage or I smoke because I'm super stressed or I smoke because these are the conversations I'm having. Right. I smoke because my mind won't stop going what they're telling me is they're self-medicating that's what they're telling me so as my people um, self-medicating right that because on the fourth of july now i was asked this question and then i was actually be uh rolled on and on some of the news clippings and I'm going to say this again because they actually went back and looked. 
because I saw the numbers. I said that they were over-policing our neighborhoods on the 4th of July. We went wreck on the 1st, and then on the 4th was a holiday in our neighborhood's paddy wagon. Here's the deal. I want to believe that in that moment, in that moment in time, the police didn't really on either. Okay, they knew that marijuana had been made wreck, but they didn't know how to handle um, being able to open smoke. I'm going to speak to that space because there is um, for some level of ignorance, right? So they went from always having to pull people over and, and taking them to jail to I'm going to take me to jail. Okay. However, I do know that if people were driving and smoking, they were pulling them over. Now, does that mean they were wrong? No, because you shouldn't be driving and smoking. But what it does mean is, why are you in my neighborhoods waiting for me to drive and smoke? What they'll tell you is they're always in that a that neighborhood doing um D uh DUI checks. But that's not true. Even when they're doing DUI checks, they don't have paddy wagons. So I agree with you. That's some drama and it's negligent. But as we move forward, uh, I, I personally, so I will say this, I personally have seen um, police have evolved in their mindset. And I know people who have been pulled over in marijuana. They smell marijuana in their car. And he's told, hey, just to let you know, although it's wreck, you can't. Do it. So I kind of that we're all evolving together, and that this happens so super fast, and we're just kind of um, catching up. And that goes at the state level too. They're still putting emergency regulations together. They're still changing things. Um, they're still hiring staff. They're still creating new systems because so, it's only what was July, July, August, September, October. We're only three months legal in Nevada. So I can't expect all of everything to be answered right now. What I can say is I can appreciate the regulations Nevada has put in, although they're a pain in my ass. They absolutely keep everybody on the up and up and we are putting out some of the best medicine ever. So I can appreciate that. I am closing. It is 924. This show is one hour. I appreciate you guys watching. Um this is a good time to pop in with any questions. I just want to let you guys know this has been a great show. I didn't think I could do it by myself for an hour talking to myself. That's how I feel. But I appreciate you guys engaging and being involved. And um, again, don't forget next week's show. Next week's show, I'm going to have Gail Gotti um, with uh, Corrupt Moon Rocks. And the, corrupt, the moon rock is the most potent cannabis in the world, according to Wikipedia. And what you really want to know is that they're African-American. And what's important about that is they are coming from underground to being mainstream. And that is so important. So they're the fastest selling cannabis in the world. And they're going from underground to mainstream. Um, and so you want to hear their story. She'll be on the show next week. We'll be live. Uh, I want to thank my sponsor. If you want to, ah, let me type this in. If you want to sponsor my show, please do. You can send me PayPal to, I'm going to post it on here right now. 
I am soliciting. If you want to sponsor or you just want to mention, um, everything that I do has money, costs money, everything. So my flyers cost money, the other things, this platform, um, some other things I want to do that I can't do because I don't have the funding for it because it's all coming out of my pocket. Uh, I sent out a text to my family the other day and was like, hey, I need you guys to all give me $20 because everything that I'm doing keeps taking money out of my pocket. So if you guys want to donate to me, um, DAWs, making sure that I, I have the flyers to promote, that I have um, – that I have the flyers to promote and that I have the platform because this platform costs money. If you like this, if you like how your stuff popped up here and that was all cool, that costs money. My website costs money. <laughs> and then I hanging stuff that I have coming out and it's going to cost me money to get all of that stuff printed. So um, if you guys just want to make a donation, I appreciate it. I want to thank Coast to Coast Denim Ebony for donating to my so important catches the vision and latches on and supports with their finances. I appreciate that. So if you want to support me, you can just um, add money to AishaGoins at gmail.com, PayPal. So PayPal at AishaGoins at gmail.com. I am typing this. I love this platform. Do you guys like this? It's kind of cool, right? It makes me look all professional. This is going to be super cool on my um, website. So if you guys want to do that, it's PayPal at AishaGoins at gmail.com. You can follow me at – I'm typing this as we talk. Um, what I need is my assistant to be doing this for me, so I'm going to have to get her on board and get her up in the morning. <laughs> So if you want to follow me on blackabyss.com, please do. Uh, all of these are loaded on there. And I just want to post this last comment. Did I do it? Thank you for your time and all the dialogue. Enjoy your shows. Blessings. I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. And please share these shows. The only, it only makes sense if you guys are sharing. And... <laughs> Thank you, Asia. Thank you, Sharmitra. Thank you, Cousin Sheridan. Thank you, Terrence. Um, thank you, Paul. Thank you guys all for watching the show. Thank you, Amy. Appreciate you. Um, and I live and breathe to serve. It's important that we serve our community, and this is me serving my community. My heart is here. I love you guys. Have a great day.